What is up everyone, Dalton here. Before we hop into this episode, I just have a couple quick announcements. First off, thank you for tuning in. The support on the podcast so far has been amazing. We're super excited about the community that we're building here with Move Local. So we cannot wait to continue to grow and meet more amazing people. If you guys aren't following us on Instagram, head over there and follow us, move.local as well as sign up for our newsletter if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on any new releases of episodes, of merchandise, of exciting news that we have coming up for the Move Local community. Head over there, sign up so you do not miss out. You can find that in the bio on Instagram or in the show notes below of this episode. And then lastly, guys, if you've liked or took value from any one of our episodes so far, please head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you consume your podcast, subscribe to Move Local, and drop us a review and a rating. It really helps our podcast grow. It helps us get good feedback from you guys, what you want to hear more of, what you want us to improve on, so that we can continue to provide you with the best content possible and grow this amazing community. That is all I have for today. Enjoy this episode of Move Local. Welcome to the Move Local podcast. Our mission is to connect the movers and shakers of the Dundas and Hamilton area who pride themselves on growing a healthier and more connected community. We will do this through having conversations around health, education, entrepreneurship, and much more. We want to be part of helping you move confident, move free, and move local. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Move Local podcast brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton, and not alongside me today are my two bearded friends, William and Don. They're off doing dad things, Um, so I'm taking this one on my own. But I'm super excited. We haven't put out a Move Local podcast in a a little bit. The last episode we did was with uh, Paul Treblecock, who was amazing. Um, So if you guys haven't checked that episode out, head over and check it out. But we are back today. Um, We have... A local individual on, we have Brad Minns. He's the owner of Nomad Podorthics. Did I get it? Nailed it. Nailed it. I was nervous about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm super stoked to have Brad on to talk about, you know, his job, what he does, but also, you know, the local community and, and Hamilton itself. So Brad, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. How's things going today? Good. Beauty day. Nice and sunny. Yeah. It's like one of those fall days where I'm like, oh, these are the days that I live for. For sure. Crispy morning. I think we can relate on this too is I've been thinking a lot lately about days like this, like the perfect football Saturday, like both of us playing football in the past, like these days are my favorite. It's Friday today, like Friday night, beautiful fall weather under the lights. I don't think there's anything better than that. For sure. I agree. I miss it a lot for sure. But yeah, days like today always bring me back. And before we dive into like everything you do with your business and, and all that, I'd love to kick it off like, you know, we just talked about football, sports, fitness. Does that been a part of your life for a while? You're in the profession of health as well. For sure, yeah. Uh, always grew up playing sports, plenty busy, playing soccer, baseball, football in high school. Uh, started to get a little more serious in high school, playing summer football, things like that. Uh, my sister as well, always keeping my parents busy, <laughs> driving us around practices and oh, all yeah. that, you know, for sure. Yeah. Definitely shout out to the parents. I, you know, as, as I get older now, I look back and I'm like, oh man, my parents definitely did a lot for me to be able to play all these sports, exactly. especially even with the cost these days. I'm like, oh my God. No kidding. Not to mention siblings and 
double triple it up you know yeah yeah you're, for you're busy sure every weeknight for sure um so why don't we why don't we start you know with what you do i'd love for you to define that because i think there's probably some confusion sometimes around you know what you do um so i would love to hear hear that and then we can dive into like your business and all that stuff for sure so first of all i'm canadian certified pedorthist um it's a little bit tough in the foot world. There's a lots of crossover with practitioners doing different things. Um, people, most people haven't really heard of pedorthics, uh, pedorthists, not let alone knowing what they do uh, and where they sort of fit in the field. Um, so we're experts in foot orthotics, orthopedic footwear, modifying shoes, um, things like that. Um, and that's, yeah, pretty much where we fit. So. My business, yeah, my business nomad, basically do uh, home visits um, for custom foot orthotics and compression socks, stuff like that. Um, so sort of combine virtual and in-person visits um, to like assess for foot orthotics and follow up and things like that. Yeah, and what, um, I think there is a lot of crossover and confusion because like, you know, even, even for myself, like sometimes I get it all mixed up, mm -hmm. but um, you know, what, what got you into to that? Like, is that something you've always wanted to do? Like even coming out of, you know, university or? No, not really. Um, I've always had a personal need for orthotics or like basically since I was a teenager, I had surgery on my feet when I was a kid, mm. when I was like three, uh, when I started really growing and getting more active as a teen, I really benefited from the use of orthotics. Um, that sort of led me into it, but it wasn't this romantic story of first time I got a pair of orthotics, this is what I'm going to do. I fell in love. <laughs> Not quite. No, but I like was always fascinated with the human body, right? That got me sort of into kin, went mm -hmm. to Mac for, for kinesiology here. Um, then I sort of came at it in an end around way. I went to George Brown for prosthetics and orthotics after that, learned how to build all sorts of different devices, different types of prosthetics, orthotics, like ankle braces, knee braces, um, scoliosis braces, wrist gauntlets, things like that. Uh, got to learn how to make everything and that was sort of my first exposure to like custom footwear, mm -hmm. uh, foot orthotics, things like that. Um, and when I sort of wrapped up there, I, I, I wanted to still be face-to-face, client-facing, working with people uh, as opposed to being the technician in the back doing all the, the hands-on stuff. I still get a good balance of, of both those things um, but that sort of led me into the apprenticeship route of, of pedorthics. So I started logging, logging hours, take a couple of courses, uh, at, through Western. Um, they do a full-time diploma program there, like a one-year, uh, diploma program there. Um, then you just challenge the exam and, uh, certified practicing from about two, three years now. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. From our perspective, um, you know, we're client facing as well, obviously, big part of what, what we do. There's not really like a, let's say behind the scenes of maybe like for in your sense, creating like the building the devices right. and things like that. But right. I, you know, I can see why you always want to, you know, even from my perspective, want to be involved in client facing. I think sometimes it's a very fulfilling role where you can then see how much of an impact those actual, you know, devices make, right? We're, we're on the other side of things and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Cause you have some experience in this, but like, if you're just behind the scenes, you might not always get to see the other aspect of those things, For sure. which I think 
not to say to each their own, but I could see for myself being more involved in like that client facing side of things and actually being able to see that impact would not only be helpful for the client, but fulfilling for, for me in a career. Definitely. And like on the technical side of it, you'd still get to see a little bit of, uh, of the end user and, you know, mm-hmm. the, the patient side of it. But, um, I think for me understanding like from a, on a personal level, how much like orthotics really improved you know, my daily life, my performance, or, you know, not, basically not having to think about my feet. Right. You know what I mean? That but prior to having them, and I, you know, nobody really wants to pay attention to their feet unless it's something that's bothersome, right? Yeah. And for me, I'd like, like I said, on a personal level, I understood the value of it uh, and being able to sort of introduce people into this world who may also need and benefit from it is really satisfying as well because you can sort of walk them into it and get them to sort of understand the value um, of what foot orthotics can do. Totally. That makes sense. With regards to like, you know, starting your own business, um, one, I love the name. It's so perfect for for what you're doing. Thank you. But is that common in your world to do what you're doing? Because I, you know, from our perspective as physios, it's now because of COVID and all that stuff, like virtually working with people or even in home. Like I think in home is I should say in home has, has been a thing as well, but I think it's becoming more sought after now. Um, so is that, you know, I'd love to hear if that's something that is common in your practice or if it's something new that you, you know, you feel like is a good thing to start to do. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm definitely not leading the way on it. Certainly not the first. Um, it, and prior to COVID, I mean, it was something that I had sort of rolled around in my mind for a while working out of a clinic and uh, I've had a mentor that's had long-term success doing the same thing. Um, so that combined with being exposed to like the 3d laser scanning with the iPad and being able to do everything and take everything with me on the go laptop, iPad scanner, and can pretty much take everything I need on the go in a briefcase. It's nice and simple clean and uh, people certainly like the convenience of it. Peak COVID, I was um, really focused on trying to minimize the face-to-face time. So I was sort of splitting up my assessments, doing consults first over Zoom to mm-hmm. try to see if you know foot orthotics are really the thing that, right. uh, that we are going to go with. A lot of times it's just a little bit of footwear advice, getting people in an appropriate shoe for the appropriate activity and getting people to think about their footwear choices. Sometimes that alone can, can be enough to, to make it, make an impact. Um, and then if it, if we did sort of find out that orthotics were the right way to go, then we could schedule the in-home visit and, you know, some of the assessment was basically already completed, just more of the physical exam and, uh, gait analysis and footwear evaluation and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, made for some pretty quick in-home visits and kept all of us feeling a little bit more comfortable when things were at their height. At their peak. Yeah. And now we've sort of like, I've sort of strayed away from it a little bit in that for the most part, I'm jumping right to the in-home visits and Mm -hmm. um, really only doing zoom if they need sort of follow-ups or adjustments Mm -hmm. or if they have more questions or concerns, it's easy, like a nice, easy way to sort of keep in touch with them without necessarily having to go in home for a visit. If they've just got simple questions and things, we can do that. Um, but yeah, pretty much pretty much going right to in-home visits now since vaccines are 
are out there and numbers are low and everybody's feeling a little bit more comfortable um, yeah it's it's worked out to be able to sort of transition sure. based on everybody's level of comfort yeah i mean the options are there right which yeah. is great i think um you know there's two things i want to hit on but but the first one it's crazy you know to look at technology now i'm sure if we looked back like you know five years ago doing something like this would probably be a lot tougher but for the fact that you can literally like take your briefcase with your ipad and your your computer and you can go and just go into someone's house and do that like i think that's such a cool opportunity for for you know your profession and all professions to like create a new avenue for you from a business side right for sure um so that's cool. The second thing, and I wanted to ask you about this, you know, you mentioned giving just people education is what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, is that a big part of what you do? For sure. Yeah. Uh, you'd be surprised how little a lot of people pay attention to their shoes. There's lots of people who are shoe nerds and really go deep on it and talk about offsets and drops and all this sort of stuff. But there's plenty of people who've never really paid much attention other than the look of their shoes, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so that's a big part of it for sure. And then um, it can be education. Yeah, like I said, on, on footwear, stretching, strengthening, but like more referrals to other practitioners as well. Um, that's that's a big part of things as well. If you know, I can give some basic strength and, and uh, stretching exercises when it comes to the foot and ankle, but mm -hmm. um, knowing sort of to stay in your lane somewhat. Um, that's that's a big strength as well. Um, educating on footwear and educating on what a podorthist is and, and, yeah. and sort of helping people navigate where to go uh, in the health system as well is, is definitely a big part of it. Yeah, and I think there's a, that's a valuable position to have, right? To be able to give people that information. And, you know, I think people probably appreciate from you and, and even me just listening to you talk about, hey, like if we jumped on a consult and you weren't appropriate for me and I could give you some education around this and this could help you get better mm -hmm. instead of being like, oh, this is just another way for me to get someone to buy an orthotic for the sake of buying an orthotic, yeah. right? And I'm sure people do that and you know, I'm sure you could do that. Mm -hmm. uh, but the fact that you're obviously putting the person first and what's going to be most valuable, valuable to them is something that, you know, I really appreciate because that's what we try to do here, right? For sure. For sure. Uh, a lot of the times it's getting people... It's not necessarily about finding the absolute best shoes for you. A lot of the times it can be just, foot, like I said, footwear choices and what you're wearing when you're going on a long walk. Don't wear your flats or, you know, thing, you know stuff right. like that. Yeah. Um, getting people out of inappropriate shoes into more appropriate shoes. You'd be surprised how much uh, that can really make an influence. Yeah, so I feel like sometimes it can be as simple as something like that, yeah. right? And it's always nice to be able to slow play it with people as well, you know. Mm -hmm. Try different footwear, pay more attention to your footwear choices, see if that helps. If that doesn't help, maybe let's explore the next steps and see what else we can do. And this is kind of going to the business side of things as you kind of talk here. I'm curious, like, if someone was to want to work with you and let's say, like, is it, you know they're paying for your services if you provide them with an orthotic or do you have like for example like a consultation session where this goes on for you know an hour or you have a 45 whatever it may be mm -hmm. and they're they're paying for your service to services to be educated around these things how does it does it work like that or how does it how does it go there's kind of a lot of debate and yeah and in the field there's lots of debate as well. Some people charge for assessments. Some people don't charge for assessments. 
for you know most people the cost of the assessment is basically built into the orthotic you're not necessarily paying for just the orthotic as in the device you're right. you're paying for our time spent together in the assessment and follow-ups and adjustments which and things sense. like that yeah. right um where some people say we had that initial consult and we decided that we're just footwear education some people will charge for that assessment um, I don't tra- currently charge for that uh, type of assessment, um, but if they were to go ahead with an orthotic, then basically that's all built into it's like the cost, in the cost. Of it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mentioned because, like, you know, uh, somewhat of a, I wouldn't say it's that much of a debate in the physio world, but a lot of what we do here is, sim- is similar in a sense where we're educating a lot. Like, we're, yeah. we're educating a lot around pain and their injury. And, you know, we definitely are having them come into our space and, and work hard and do a lot of stuff here, but. I think that information of itself is very valuable, right? The information that we're, we're giving to people here, the information that you're giving to people, especially in the context of what's going on with them. I think the good thing about the internet is there's information available everywhere, which I'm, I'm happy about that. But at the same time, it's like it's hard to put it into the context of the individual. And sometimes it can be very conflicting and hard for people to to find what's right for them yeah. and i think double-edged ha- sword exactly with like everything <laughs> yeah but i think where you know you and i sit in an in a interesting spot is we can then help people understand the information that's relevant to themselves right. right and there's there's true value in that i think definitely um all right so uh i want you to kind of take me through maybe what it would be like if i was like all right call brad up want to jump in, get an assessment done. Um, take me through like that process. So like in general with orthotics, it usually takes like it's two, three appointments, usually like an assessment appointment, fitting appointment, and then sort of follow-ups as necessary. Um, so if you were to uh, call me up and say, Hey, I'm interested in, in being assessed for orthotics. Uh, I basically book an in-home visit. Uh, that way I can do my assessment and cast for orthotics um, or footwear or talk about other treatments like compression socks, things like that. Um, assessments usually involved a detailed medical history, footwear evaluation, biomechanical evaluation, gait analysis, and then like I said, education uh, and things like that. Um, so after that in-home visit, if we're deciding to go ahead with the orthotics, then we just take our scans. I come back in a couple of weeks fit the orthotics into, into the footwear that they're supposed to go into, make sure everything's fitting good, feeling good, answer any other questions. Usually over that couple of weeks um, between the assessment and the fitting, people will have spiraled off and started thinking about all these other things about their feet and their shoes, and they mm-hmm. have these other shoes in their closet that they want you to have a look at. Right. Um, so then basically you can sort of clean up any of those things and do the fitting, and then I sort of follow up in a, in a couple of weeks to make sure the break-in period's gone as expected and everything's feeling good, and we just sort of take it from there uh, as an ongoing uh, follow-up. Yeah, cool. And so are there, and this is my curiosity because I've never ha- worked, you know, in this in this realm. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say you, you go through that, you give, get the orthotics, you're doing the follow-up session. I'm assuming there's times where then other tweaks have to be made. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Are you kind of going back to like the drawing board in the sense of getting them a new orthotic or what does that kind of look like? There's a million things yeah. you can do to an orthotic to adjust it. Um, oftentimes, like if that's the case, if 
if there something didn't go right through the breaking period, something's not feeling quite right. Um, I got a little mini lab in my basement with a grinder and glue and all sorts of materials, and uh, we can sort of take that orthotic and tweak it um, oh, nice. based on you know the feedback. So. A lot of people are sort of nervous to give feedback on orthotics. If they don't feel comfortable after the break-in, they just sort of pitch them in their closet and yeah, give up on it. For sure, yeah. Where I really try to make sure that people know that their feedback is super important, right? If something's not feeling right, I, I've tried my best to make something that I think is appropriate, but ultimately it's your experience and your feedback that's going to sort of advise me on, on where to go with things. So uh, if there were sort of adjustments or things that needed to be done, I'd just scoop up the orthotics, talk about the adjustment with the patient, and then head to the lab, make a couple changes, <laughs> aka my basement. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool to hear and, and good to know because I, I don't know you know if people if people know that and I think what probably makes you know you good at what you're doing and and just this is me listening from kind of an outside perspective is thinking about the consult that you do and, and actually listening to them and making sure that the, it's appropriate. Like you're, you're creating a relationship with this person, right? For sure. And you build a lot of trust that way. Totally. Right. Like yeah. it's the same with, you know, having that initial consult, talking about shoes, that person's going to then take that and, you know, trust you that, um, if something doesn't quite go right with that, then they know that you're in it for them. Right. And yeah. it's not you just trying to get their money and give yeah. them an orthotic, right? Which and I'm, get out of there. And, I'm, which I'm <laughs> and go sure, dark on them, you Which know? I'm sure happens, right? Sure. And, it, and it's like that with any profession, right? But Definitely. I think what can make things better, like a better experience for the, the individual is like what you're doing. Um, and I think another layer of that, like going to them in person, I think that just adds like another sense of like doing the, the next, like doing what you can for them, right? right? And I think that, that's cool to, to hear um, because, you know, it's similar with what we do here with physio is like, if things don't go right, we want people to let us know, Hey, what, what's going on? What are you experiencing? Because we can change things. There's a million different ways we can load you. There's a million different ways we can go about it. We just need to know how you're responding to yeah. it and adjust. Don't give up on us. <laughs> right. Essentially. Or, and don't give up on, on yourself. And when, when yeah. things aren't going right, you know, mm-hmm. um, because sometimes it's the simplest tweak and similar to what you're saying in our, in our realm is a lot of times people in, will get pain and then just kind of drop off. Yeah. Right. Because that relationship maybe wasn't established well enough. Right. Um, where what we want to do here is just make sure, hey, if it's not working, let's figure it out because right. we can get through this type of thing. So it's cool to see the parallels. I'm always interested in that. For sure. Uh, and then like another thing with the in-home visits is like you really get to know people on a more personal level, right? You're, you're in their home, right? You're, you're able to see sort of what influences them and their life uh, and their health. And I get to spend like a, a lot more time with people than I think in a, in a busy clinic. Mm-hmm. You might be trying to get them in, get them out sort of thing where if you're in someone's home, you, you spend a good 45 minutes, an hour with them. Yeah. Uh, you really get to know a lot more about them. And just like from a simple logistical standpoint, when you're in a clinic, you're banking on them to come in with their most commonly worn pairs of shoes or something that's not flip-flops from old navy and a lot of what we do is um footwear evaluation right so let me see what you most commonly wear are you making the right choices for the right activity 
you look at sort of wear patterns on the shoes that can give you a lot of clues as to what's going on mechanically as well. Um, and it's kind of nice to be able to see there's no, there's no hiding it unless yeah. they've thrown those shoes in their closet and I'm right at their front door. I can see, you know, what they're wearing totally. for the most part. And yeah. Oh yeah. Like I was saying, oh yeah, like I've got this pair in the closet. What do you think of these? I bought these a couple of years ago. Never liked them. What do you think that they're good? Do you think that I should try them? You know, things like that. Yeah. So someone, let's say, you know, gets an orthotic from you. Um, what's like the timeline on them, you know, looking to get a new orthotic or you reevaluating to make sure that things are going well? Is that part of your process as well? For sure. Um, I always follow up after like a year or so. Right. Um, it's that's a super nuanced answer as far as how long do orthotics last. I we get it all the time, obviously, right? And it's just more of a matter of are they still working for you? Has your pain come back? Um, are you burning through the top covers and this thing is just falling apart? Um, it really depends on on your demand uh, on your feet as well. If you're a construction worker wearing work boots on your feet for eight ten hours a day. Um, you're going to burn through your pair a lot quicker than somebody who's less active, uh, things like that. Yeah. Um, I always do like to, like I said, follow up a year or so later, sort of check in, make sure that they're still happy and, and content with them, sort of check in if they want to uh, have a conversation about you know, a new pair of shoes they're thinking about buying or if they're ready to get new orthotics, things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, what is like, is there a particular demographic that you're working with? You know, is it, is it kind of anyone who's looking to have their feet evaluated or have their gait evaluated? I'm all over the map. Yeah. We've got young, old, um, diabetics, things like that. Yeah. High risk feet, things yeah. like that. Um, it's kind of all over the map. Um, a lot of it may not necessarily have to do with like the mechanics or structure of your feet may be just extremely high demand. You work 12, 14 hour days, things like that, six days a week. And that's gonna, that's gonna crumble anyone's feet, <laughs> whether you have good feet, bad feet, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm pretty much across the board as far as that goes. Yeah, no, that makes, that makes sense. You know, someone's training for a marathon or something. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Speaking of which, I'm, uh, back on it again yeah 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 what's uh what's coming up so in a few weeks uh, i'm gonna be running my second marathon yeah so last year obviously you helped me out through some uh some nagging injuries and things as i was on my way to to my first marathon which was great best worst thing i've ever done <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, best worst thing have to do another done. one yeah for sure <laughs> but uh yeah last time like with those injuries that sort of pushed i it wasn't a structured race. I just sort of was mm -hmm. doing it on my own, uh, on my own training plan. So I had sort of extended the length of that training plan through those injuries. I ended up running it at the end of January after a fresh snowfall. And it was not, not so great, you know, I really suffered through it. So uh, this year I was kind of curious about if I could squeeze it in before the winter again and try to run it. Like I, last year I ran on the rail trail. Um, this year I'm going to do the same, but yep. hopefully without snow. No snow. Banking that it's going to hold out on me. Knock on wood. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a, you know, we, we share a lot of similarities in, in that sense, like both kind of coming from the football world, 
um, somehow getting into running later in life. Yeah. Um, you know, you did your first marathon last year. I did my first marathon last year. Um, I definitely plan on doing another marathon. I want to do an in-person um, race. I'm sure you, you would like to do the same at some point. Yeah. Thinking around the bay next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's sure. one that's going, coming to my mind because uh, I also ran one uh, that was just my own. Right. Um, so, but it's been kind of fun to... And, and, you know, the the good thing about being here is we get to see local people getting after it. And, For sure. you know, I always see you and, and your wife, you know, running. Um, running with our pup, running Rosie. Running with the dog. Gets For me sure. so pumped up every single time I see you guys. It just, yeah. like, gives me that extra motivation. For sure. So, For sure. That's cool. I'm excited that you're doing another one. Yeah, yeah. Um, one, one thing that I want to touch on before we kind of transition into some fun rapid-fire questions here is what are some, like... And I didn't, I didn't give you this question before, so this might, you know, a little bit off the cuff. Um, but what are some like, I don't know if misconceptions is the right word around orthotics, but what are some things that like people maybe don't know about the benefits of them or maybe things that you've heard people say that aren't quite like right about how you use orthotics? Is there anything like that that you see commonly come up? Definitely. Yeah, there's, it's a bit messy. Mm-hmm. The world of orthotics, just in that, like we were talking about before, there's lots of crossover on who does orthotics, how much time and attention they pay to it as well. Um, a lot of times it's a secondary or tertiary thing that they offer, um, but really their thing is not feet, not orthotics. They sort of send off to a lab to have them yep. made, can't necessarily do adjustments or wouldn't know what to do. Yep. Um, as far as that goes, um, other than that, I mean, definitely being a pedorthist, seeing the more complicated cases, um, I find that we often see people who have had orthotics from other practitioners that have done something, but haven't quite gone all the way in addressing their needs. And, Mm -hmm. um, that's where we can sort of clean up the mess, if you will. Yeah. Um, and sort of explain to them what features or things on an orthotic are truly beneficial to them. Um, it's not just simple in shoe arch supports and things like that. There's, there's much, much more to it for sure. Um, like I said before, my, like my personal need for orthotics, I got them as a teenager, but I'd never really had a truly great pair of orthotics until I met one like one of my mentors that I work with still to this day um, who put this simple feature of a, a valgus post on the outside of my orthotics that completely that nobody had ever done that completely changed mm-hmm. uh, my orthotic experience going from nothing to something was great but then going that much further uh, and finding that right thing and having the time and attention paid to to me and 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 my needs um really solved that that problem and I, I sort of seek to do the same for others yeah I love that and I can speak to that a bit in the sense of like what you're saying where people who might not be like specialized in that area like for example the the old clinic that I used to work at um we did gate scans like uh we were and I didn't know much about it because I didn't really do a whole lot of that it was mm-hmm. like some of the other physios because mm-hmm. for for that reason of like one, this isn't my specialty. We learn very little about it in school as physios. And I know there's people like you out there. So I'd much rather refer out right. for something like that. But to kind of speak to what you're saying is we would have like 
a little gate scan that we'd have people go and we'd, we'd send off to a lab and they'd get something come in and all that stuff. And I think not, not to say that that's necessarily bad in a way, but I think if there's someone out there from my perspective that I could refer to, that's going to give the, the nuance kind of care that, that you're talking about and almost take it to the next level, mm-hmm. um, for the individual, it's like, that's what I'm doing for, for the people that I see. Um, for sure. And then that does work for some people. Yeah. Right. Like, those physios that were making those orthotics probably had some people who were very happy with them, totally. right? Um, but it's just those little more complicated, nuanced cases that uh, you need to dive a little bit deeper. Yeah, no, for sure. That's good. That's a really good point. Um, okay, let's trans- transition into some fun questions here. So well, before we do that, how, are you grew up in Hamilton or where? No, I'm from London. Right, um, okay. Grew up in London, came here for school, right, to go to Mac. Yes, Fell in love with the city and pretty much never wanted to leave. And so, when did you when did you come here? Like for I undergrad, came here, right? Yeah. Oh nine. Oh nine. Uh, yeah. Okay. 09. So you've been here, been here longer than a year, which is how long I've been here for. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For <laughs> um, sure. Cool. So favorite then favorite local brewery. All right. So I do have a couple answers for this. I've definitely listened to the podcast before. <laughs> I kind of knew this was coming. Um, not like a beer nerd, yep. craft beer guy. Totally. Uh, if I'm feeling adventurous, I'll go Fairweather, Grain nice. and Grit, right? Yeah. They've always got something new uh, to try out, but I can't beat being five minutes from Shed across the street. Give me some basic good options. I, I really like Shed as well. I, I say that I have a con- this conversation with people around here, obviously, because we like we can literally see Shed from, <laughs> yeah. from our, our gym area. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Shed's lager is just like top notch. Yeah. Like if I was to get a logger, like go, you know, if I'm like, oh, I want that, I'm, I'm going to shed. Yeah. Like it's really, really, really good. And Some I'm, like standard, solid options, reliable. Always. Whereas yeah. grain and grit, fair weather, a little more adventurous. Yeah. And if I'm feeling that way, you know, I'll go check it out. Which I'm about, I'm about the adventurous every, every now and then. But exactly. I think, <laughs> I think I'm like, you know, like I, if I know what it is, I'm like, all right, I'm going, yes. let's do it. Um, sure. Favorite local restaurant. Okay, this is definitely the toughest question from the rapid <laughs> yeah. fires. You've got a lot of repeat answers. So I'm going to give you something that's new to me. Okay. Uh, so my wife and I went uh, for our anniversary recently a couple of weeks ago to Namu. Oh, Have you been in town? Yes. Man. Dude. So good. Yeah. So good. Again, walking distance after a couple glasses of wine, you know, we're about all good to just stumble on home. It's great food, good service for sure. Yeah, and the, so for me, like I mentioned, I've been here a year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, all I ever heard, like when I f- first got here, was about how great the restaurant scene is. Yeah. Um, and just unfortunately, being in the middle of COVID and all that stuff, I haven't been able to like experience it all. But we do these podcasts, and people are always like firing off all these these great places. I have had the opportunity to go to Namu, and I agree, nice. it's like top notch yeah. like so good it's like one of those one of those places where you you know you go in and it doesn't matter what you order on yeah. their menu you know it's going to be just delicious yeah, yeah for sure shout out to them <laughs> um favorite well let's you run a lot so yeah let's go favorite local like run route or trail if you if you're getting on the trails again a little bit boring this way <laughs> Love the rail trail. It's steady, consistent. Most of my long runs are done on the rail trail. Lots of out and backs. The marathon, it's got a love-hate relationship with it, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but then other than that, I'm pretty much just up and down the streets here in Dundas. And if I want to go 
to a trail, usually I'll, I'll or trail running or walk with a dog, something like that. Spring Creek is like right yeah, behind my house. Yeah, yeah. It's a great trail. Yeah. Really, really love it. Yeah, and me again, me and you are similar in a lot of ways because I used to run, I run the rail trail a lot too. Um, and I, I'm cool with like just going on the road and running on the road. I'm cool with going on the trail or on the rail trail and just running on the rail trail. Yeah. Now, being associated with Don, who is <laughs> an absolute explorer of the trails, um, he'll I'll go out with him occasionally and he'll take me on some wild routes, which I always end up appreciating. Um, and so I know there's part of me that eventually will, um, commit to like doing some form of like an ultra trail run in yeah. my, in my career running. Just flirting with it. For yeah. Now. And I, and I know the day that I tell Don that that's my, <laughs> my plan, he's just going to be licking his chops cause yeah. he's just going to get to take me on all the trail runs. Cause there's some beautiful trails around here, for obviously. Sure. Yeah. Super valuable guy to know. He'll, 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 t- he'll tell you where to go. Yeah. And you, sometimes you got to take it with a with a sign of caution it's always like yeah we're gonna go for like a like a 5k k trail run and we end up some who knows where we end up um but it's always it's always uh it's always humbling um who who's one person you think we should have on that would like represent like the podcast well i have a couple of really biased answers here i love we talked about it a bit before yeah before the podcast but uh my wife and her business partner just started um, Stash Food Co. Yes. Uh, making things like pickles, barbecue sauce, uh, and lately adventuring more into like pickled carrots, pickled jalapenos, apple jelly, things like that. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All sorts of stuff like that. And I was listening to the the Dawson's podcast that yeah. you guys had. And might not be as exciting as that one, but for sure, uh, that was a really good one. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I, I'm definitely down. Um, um, second you, one. Okay, yes. Okay. Second one is uh, my good friend Kareem. Um, he's a local artist. He, I met him playing football at Mac. Nice. Um, he's got deep roots in the Hamilton Dundas area. He's kind of like Don and the kind of guy where you can't go out with him and he doesn't get recognized that, by <laughs> yeah. five different people. Those, and those are good people. Those are good friends to have. For sure. Um, but yeah, he just uh, just had a big show in Brussels and he's had one in LA and New York recently. Oh, nice. Definitely a guy to keep an eye what on. What is he? He's like a artist as in... Fine art. Yeah. Oh, cool. So he did, yeah, paint. That's awesome. Painting and all, all sorts of different uh, textures and, and, and mediums that he yeah. takes on. So it's been fun to watch him sort of develop over the years. And, yeah. Uh, he, like he did fine art at Mac and did a master's in Arizona um, and now he's sort of traveling all around and... Uh, getting his name out there in, in the world. And, That's yeah, cool. It's been really, really fun to watch. I always enjoy, not that I've had many conversations with artists, but I enjoy having conversations with, with them, with people like that, because they're so creative. Like their mind is very much different than the way that my mind operates. And I'm always fascinated to like, just hear people's process of yeah. how they do their craft. So um, that would be really cool. Yeah, for sure. And then I'm always down to try barbecue sauce <laughs> and pickles. For sure. So we'll have to have like a little taste testing on, on the episode we do. They would love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board. For sure. Um, okay, last question we always ask all our guests. I know you know this one, but uh, what does Move Local mean to you? Well, uh, I think the last couple of years has really put an emphasis on moving local, uh, whether it's supporting local business, artisans, restaurants, sticking as close to home as best you can. Uh, and seeing how that can make a real impact on your community. Uh, but aside from that, again, physically moving local, um, 
this time has sort of forced people to further explore their own backyard, whether it's new trails and things like that, uh, or taking some local vacations, you know, in Ontario, trying to see what else the province has to offer. Uh, I know I've definitely done a little bit of that as well. Um, I've, I've definitely uh, enjoyed that. And yeah. Love it. Yeah, love it. It's a great answer. It's one of my, my favorite questions to, to ask people because we always get like a, you know, a similar vibe around it, but always a little bit of a, a unique twist on it. So, For sure. so love it. Um, why don't you let people know where they can, can find you? I know you have Instagram and I have website, all that stuff. If they're looking to, uh, to just learn more from you or, or reach out to you to, mm -hmm. to get some orthotics. Uh, yeah. Website is nomad pedorthics. Um, Instagram is nomad.pedorthics. You can find me there. Love it. Yeah. Check Brad's stuff out. Um, love love his branding. Love what he's about. You can tell he's a, a genuine guy that wants to help people, which um, are the people that we look to connect with. You know, we've we've sent some people from, from the Movement Physio here to, to see Brad, and I've had nothing but really great feedback on that. So check him out. He's doing great things. Brad, thanks for coming on. It was a pleasure. Always excited to talk, and uh, we'll see you on the trails, maybe. For sure. Thanks for having me. <laughs>